It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 476, An Introduction to Frugal Hedonism, by Annie Razor Rowland with becomingminimalist.com. And I'm Dan, your host here each weekday, but this is not just any weekday, it is Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to you if you are celebrating. And today's minimalism post is from a guest author on Becoming Minimalist, and by the way, it was not planned that it talks about hedonism on Christmas Day. Before we get into today's post, I want to ask if you have subscribed to our other four podcasts. One of them, Optimal Living Daily, covers minimalism, personal development, and productivity. So if you like today's episode, you're definitely going to like that show too. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show to find it along with the other shows. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. An Introduction to Frugal Hedonism by Annie Razor Rowland with BecomingMinimalist.com If you're hearing this blog, it is almost certain that you, like me, live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world, in an age of material convenience and luxury unimaginable to 99% of the humans who have come before us. We should be ecstatic, but most of us aren't. We are clearly doing a very poor job of turning our historically unprecedented wealth into happiness. So where did we go wrong? And is there a way to grab the reins back and gallop into the golden meadows of contentment you'd think such a lucky society would be frolicking in? Answering this question was the motivation behind writing The Art of Frugal Hedonism, a guide to spending less while enjoying everything more. Now, before you protest that frugal hedonism is surely a contradiction in terms, keep listening. For most of our species' time on this planet, we've suffered from being too cold, too hungry, and having to work too hard to meet basic needs. We've had millennia to become programmed to always consume whatever we can get our hands on, because tougher times could be lurking around the corner. But now we've carried that programming into an age where there is so much for us to consume that it is hurting us rather than helping us. Easy mistake to make. Let's start unmaking it. Even those of us familiar with minimalism can struggle to shake off the mentality encouraged by a million advertising campaigns that the good life and treating yourself are achieved by spending and that consuming less is a sacrifice, something goody-two-shoes do for the sake of saving money or saving the world. And at first glance, it does seem that consuming less requires more effort. Ride a bike instead of driving? Make a thermos of coffee every morning instead of stopping at Starbucks? Pump up the stereo and clean the house with nothing but some old shirts cut into rags, a bucket of water, and your God-given muscles? Yet an oversupply of consumables, in other words, what most of us modern first-worlders consider necessary, actually has a nasty tendency to sneak up behind us and pop out in the form of effort we need to expend. Examples? The effort of going to the gym or a weight loss group or doctor because you were oversupplied with cheap foods and labor-saving devices. The effort of taking your what's-it in for repair or finding a replacement part for it or getting it steam-cleaned or syncing it with your other what's-it. Not to mention the effort of going to work to pay for all of those services. A frugal hedonist is not sucked in by false convenience, but opts for the more elegant efficiency of a little self-reliance here and there and a little creativity. Chop up that Whopper pumpkin that you grew with a hatchet and make it into enough soup to replace 10 takeaway lunches. Then hang out your laundry because you're too thrifty to use a dryer. Walk to the shops instead of driving and base your holidays around hiking to waterfalls rather than eating at new cafes in different places. Instead of taking your kids or yourself to the movies or the mall for entertainment, Loll about in the nearest patch of sunny grass for an hour and count how many types of bugs you can spot. Make these kinds of choices for a while and you'll find that staying financially and physically healthy starts to take care of itself. And true hedonism requires both kinds of health to bloom. 
There is also profound pleasure in the power of acknowledging that you don't need to get everything you want. Your children don't need to get everything they want. Previous generations took this for granted, but our age has confused not getting what you want with deprivation. Tap into the gutsy spirit of your forebears and get on with enjoying life with an outdated cell phone and mismatched crockery. Perhaps the most brilliant side effect of restricting our consumption is that it keeps us alive to pleasure. Setting lean against luscious is one of the key mantras of a frugal hedonist. Getting into a steaming hot shower feels eight times more delicious if you've just cycled home through a rainstorm than if you drove there in a heated car. Scoring an amazing cashmere sweater from a thrift store is much more exciting if you don't have a thicket of impulse buys looming guiltily at you from an overcrowded wardrobe. Buying a fresh mango from a street stall to eat messily on a summer's afternoon park bench can only be as succulent to someone who doesn't grab a chocolate bar every time they go through a supermarket checkout. A frugal hedonist declares that it's ridiculous to suffer from the living being too good and looks for the sweet spot. She accepts that we are pleasure-seeking animals but refuses to accept that decadence can only be achieved by spending money. He keeps himself financially free enough to do what he really loves by ongoingly questioning the comfort and convenience spending that our society has convinced us is normal. Let's stop denying ourselves the full benefits of a materially modest, sensually indulgent lifestyle. Let's get frugally hedonistic. You just listened to the post titled An Introduction to Frugal Hedonism by Annie Razor Rowland with BecomingMinimalist.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And before we go today, if you haven't already, please do check out our other podcast, especially if you like today's post. Becoming Minimalist and Minimalism-related content is frequently narrated over on Optimal Living Daily, so you can check that out. But to find all of our shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this, and be sure to subscribe. And that's a wrap for another Monday show, and a special Monday at that if you're celebrating. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And I'll be back tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.